this morning, if you've come looking for bad news, you're in the wrong place. Amen? Amen. Everybody look at your neighbor and say, good news this morning. Amen. You know, 1 John chapter 5, verses 4 and 5 says, Whatever is born of God overcomes the world, and this is the victory that has overcome the world, our faith. Who is he who overcomes the world? But he who believes that Jesus is the Son of God. Everybody say, I'm a believer. And I'm an overcomer. Amen. I got to tell you something this morning. Was that okay the way I said it the first service? About us being different? People seem to enjoy. Okay, so anyway, all right. So um, the world keeps reminding us how different we are, right? Especially the color of our skin, right? Everybody wants to continue to remind Dr. Thelma and me that we're a different color, right? And uh, they keep focusing on the differences and what makes us different. And uh, I'm so thankful for a church where people of all different colors, we can come and, and hopefully we're not looking. Amen. Give the Lord a hand this morning. Amen. Thank you, Lord. And uh, I would hope that if someone said, asked me, they would say, what color is Dr. Snugs? I hope it would take me a second because I don't see her as a color. I hope she doesn't see me as a color. Amen. I see as a sister in the Lord and a friend. So, um, and a mighty woman of God. Amen. But I got to tell you something, right? The majority of us in here might be white this morning, but I don't want to be white this morning, okay? Because if we went to a a church that was predominantly maybe African-American, right? If the pastor is up front and he's preaching and he's sharing the word, what are the people doing? They're talking back, amen? And it's active and it's involved and it's alive. Well, let's not be so white this morning, amen? I mean, let's just, right? Look at your white neighbor and say, get loose. Let's have some fun. Amen. Hallelujah. So, and I'll be honest with you that as you're sharing the word, when the people talk back to you, it pulls the word out of you. Amen. And uh, I think a big part of the anointing is, is, you know, in a spirit filled charismatic and you know, where where the Holy spirit is allowed. That's the kind of church we are. And so it's important that, uh, that, that we are that way. Amen. 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 You got to be careful because, I mean, you start talking about race, everybody gets crazy, right? I say one wrong thing and it's on CNN tomorrow. You know that. And I'd say, no, no, you took it out of context. Oh, yeah, that's what they all say. Got to be careful. All right. Hey, here's the definition of overcome. Amen. Now talk back to me all service. Let's have some fun. Overcome. The definition is succeed in dealing with a problem or a difficulty or to defeat and prevail over an enemy. The synonyms are control, master, conquer, defeat, trounce, thrash, overwhelm, overpower, triumph over. Well, this morning we have the victory because we believe in the one who has overcome and he has made us overcomers because he's living on the inside of us this morning morning we overcome circumstances we overcome temptation we overcome fear worry selfishness we overcome negative and destructive habits addictions bondage of any kind we overcome our flesh we overcome the desires of the flesh that are trying to take us down this morning we have victory amen everybody say victory amen I, uh, as most of you know, I, I work for a local bank here in uh, Lafayette, and I do uh, commercial real estate lending. And uh, for most of our large um, 
real estate deals, uh, the three most import, important um, documents uh, or the three most important um, yeah, documents as a part of the transaction um, are the, uh, the promissory note is important because that, that's what the person promises to repay. Then there's the security agreement, and the security agreement provides evidence of what the borrower has pledged as collateral for the loan. And then the third agreement that uh, is, is really only used for, for bigger deals, but it's the uh, loan agreement. Everybody say agreement. agreement. And a, a part of the loan agreement are specific covenants, performance covenants, that uh, everybody promises to achieve or promises to abide by. And uh, it's important that throughout the term of the agreement that everyone abides by the promises that have been made. And, um, you know, one one such promise or one such agreement or covenant might be a, a, a cash flow coverage covenant of 1.25 times. And um, if, if for some reason a borrower would not achieve the cash flow covenant, well, it does happen. And, and so then me as the loan officer, I have to go to our senior officers and I, and I have to get an amendment to the covenant. And I say, okay, there's been a violation of the covenant, but we're going to waive the violation of the covenant. And uh, we're just going to, we're going to move on because here's, here's evidence that everybody's doing what, what they had hoped they would do uh, to, to try to fulfill these promises. But as you know, the, the agreement and the covenant is, is only as good as, as the people who are, or not as good as, but it's only as good, you know, people are the ones promising to fulfill the covenant, right? And so it's really only as good, that wasn't a very good tear, there we go. It's only as good as the paper that it's written on, amen? Um, as, as much as lawyers negotiate back and forth and people and struggle and fight and try to get an advantage and, you know, all these different, it's only as good as the paper it's written on, to be honest with you. But we have, we have an everlasting covenant this morning. Amen. Amen. We have some promises that have been made to you and I as believers. Amen. Amen. And uh, this morning, the title of the word is Better Promises, Better Covenant, and Better Promises. And this morning, I hope it's okay that um, I'm going to read quite a bit from the word. And uh, I would just encourage you to open up your spirit and allow the Lord to feed you because um, I believe you're going to be encouraged this morning. And, um, you know, Psalm 89, 34 says, my covenant I will not break, nor will I alter the word that has gone out from my lips. God cannot break his promises. Once he has spoke a word, it has spoken. Once he has spoken a word, it has been established, amen, forever. And he cannot break his promises. He cannot break his covenants. We have a covenant-keeping God. We have a promise-keeping God. His covenant is Forever, Amen. And then uh, Judges chapter 2 verse 1. Then the angel of the Lord came up from Gilgal to Bakim and he said, I led you up from Egypt and I brought you to the land of which I swore to your fathers. And I said, I will never, everybody say never. I will never break my covenant with you. God cannot break his covenant promises to us. We see the, the first covenant promises, of course, with Noah 
the rainbow and the covenant promise that he'll never send a, a flood again to destroy the entire earth. And But then the the, uh, <clears throat> the covenants we're going to focus on this morning are the ones that were God gave to uh, Abraham first. And uh, Genesis chapter 12, verses 2 and 3, we see these covenant promises. Everybody say covenant promises. We see these covenant promises that God gave to Abraham. He said, I will make you a great nation. I will bless you. I will make your name great. You shall be a blessing. I will bless those who bless you. I will curse those who curse you. And in you, all the families of the earth shall be blessed. And then Genesis 22, 17 and 18 says, blessing, I will bless you. Multiplying, I will multiply your descendants as the stars of the heaven and as the sand which is on the seashore. And your descendants shall possess the gate of their enemies. In your seed, all the nations of the earth shall be blessed because you have obeyed my voice. And then several hundred years later, uh, Moses comes along and, and uh, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, God uh, reveals his, uh, his Old Testament law for the children of Israel. Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, Jacob's name was changed to Israel. And then he reveals his Old Testament law to the, the children of Israel through Moses. And then the book of Deuteronomy, the fifth book in the Old Testament is such a special book. Because, and I love it because it, it kind of wraps up the whole first, the first five books and it wraps up the law and it summarizes it. And then it lays out all the blessings. Everybody say the blessings. It lays out all the blessings and, and, he, and he, he, he reminds them several times and, and, uh, Deuteronomy chapter 6 verse 5 through 13 says you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart with all your soul with all your strength and these words which I command you today shall be in your heart you shall teach them diligently to your children and shall talk of them when you sit in your house when you walk by the way when you lie down when you rise up you shall bind them as a sign on your hand. And they shall be frontlets between your eyes. You shall write these on the doorposts of your house and on your gates. Put down your phones and talk to your children. Talk of these things. Oh, wait. No, but it could say that, right? So it shall be. So it shall be when the Lord your God brings you into the land which he swore to your fathers, to Abraham, Isaac, Jacob. I will give you large and beautiful cities which you not, did not build. I will give you houses full of good things. I will give you, uh, which you did not fill, uh, hewn out wells which you did not dig, vineyards and olive trees which you did not plant. When you have eaten and you are full, beware, unless you forget the Lord who brought you out of the land of Egypt. <clears throat> He brought you out from the house of bondage. You shall fear the Lord your God and serve him. And then Deuteronomy 7, 6, he says, You are a holy people to the Lord your God. The Lord your God has chosen you to be a, a people for himself, a special treasure above all the peoples of the earth. It shall come to pass. Because you listen to these judgments and you keep them and do them, that the Lord your God will keep with you the covenant and the mercy which, which, with, <clears throat> which he swore to your fathers. He will love you. He will bless you. He will multiply you. He will bless the fruit of your womb, the fruit of your hand, the grain, your grain, your new wine, your oil, the increase of your cattle, the offspring of your flocks in the land which he swore to your fathers to give you. You shall be blessed above all peoples. There shall not be a male or female barren among your livestock. The Lord will take away from you all sickness and, and you will be afflicted with none of these sickness, none of the terrible diseases of Egypt, which you have seen and known, but 
none of um <clears throat> hang on my eyes are good i can <laughs> i do not need bifocals the lord will take away from you all sickness and will afflict you with none of the terrible diseases of Egypt which you have seen and known. Deuteronomy 8.1 Every commandment which I command you today, you must be careful to observe that you may live and multiply and go in and possess the land of which the Lord swore to your fathers. And then he reminds them what has happened over the last 40 years after they were delivered from slavery. Deuteronomy 8.4, he, he says, Remember your garments did not wear out on you, nor did your feet swell for 40 years. Beware that you do not forget the Lord your God by not keeping his commandments, his judgments, his statutes, which I command you today. Unless after you have eaten and then you are full and you have built beautiful houses and dwell in them, you forget the Lord. Deuteronomy 8, 17, and then you say in my, your heart, this was with my power, in the might of my hand, gain me all of this wealth. You shall remember that it was the Lord your God. It is he who gives you the power to get wealth, that he may establish his covenant, which he swore to your fathers as it is this day. <clears throat> and then Deuteronomy chapter 28, fast forward several chapters and Deuteron I love Deuteronomy 28. It, it summarizes all of the promises of the old covenant law. And um, it lays it out. And uh, this, this chapter is special to me. And you've heard this testimony many times. But this was the scripture that the Lord gave me when uh, uh, my brother had not served the Lord, had never served the Lord. And uh, um, I shared this scripture with him. And the Spirit of God filled the room. God's anointing was there. I prayed for him. He read this scripture. He was completely delivered. And uh, God completely changed his life that day. So this Deuteronomy 28 is especially uh, has personal uh, meaning to me. But Deuteronomy 28, 1 through 13 says, It shall come to pass. Everybody say covenant. covenant. Promises. It shall come to pass if you diligently obey the voice of the Lord your God to observe carefully all of his commandments, which I command you today. The Lord your God, he will set you high above all nations of the earth. All these blessings shall come upon you and overtake you because you obey the voice of the Lord your God. Blessed shall you be in the city. Blessed shall you be in the country. Blessed shall be the fruit of your body, the produce of your ground, the increase of your herds, the increase of your cattle, the offspring of your flocks. Blessed shall be your basket and your kneading bowl. Blessed shall you be when you come in and blessed shall you be when you go out. That's a full day of blessing right there. Amen. On the way out the door and on the way back in the door. Amen. Ooh, that'd be a good one to put over the door right there. Deuteronomy 28, 6. Blessed shall you be when you come in and blessed shall you be when you go out. If you do a, uh, an internet search or a YouTube search or a Facebook search for ISIS and uh, what they're doing to, uh, to their fellow Muslims in Iraq, uh, it's the most, I've never, uh, I've never seen anything so horrible as what these people are doing. And, uh, we need to stand on the word of God. Amen. Amen. 
Verse 7, the Lord will cause your enemies who rise against you to be defeated before your face. They may come out against you one way, but they will flee before you seven ways. Do you think it's any coincidence that the United States in 200 years has accomplished more, has more blessing, has more inventions, has more prosperity than any other country on the face of the earth? Is it a coincidence? No, the blessing of the Lord has been on our country from the beginning. Amen. 97% of our founding fathers were Bible-believing Christians. Amen? Amen. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. The Lord will command the blessing on you in your storehouses. Our country is not perfect, but it's the greatest country on the, on the face of the earth. Amen? Amen. I know we have people from other countries represented here this morning, but we thank God for America. The Lord will command the blessing on you in your storehouses and in all to which you set your hand. And he will bless you in the land which the Lord your God is giving you. The Lord will establish you as a holy people to himself, just as he has sworn to you. If you keep the commandments of the Lord your God and you walk in his ways, all peoples of the earth shall see that you are called by the name of the Lord. And they will be afraid of you. All the people in your cul-de-sac are going to see that you are called by the name of the Lord. All the people in your apartment complex are going to see that you are called by the name of the Lord. All the people that you work with are going to call see that you are called by the name of the Lord. All the people you have influence over in your network, amen, are going to see that you are called by the name of the Lord because the Lord will grant you plenty of goods in the fruit of your body, the increase of your livestock, the produce of your ground, in the land which the Lord swore to your fathers to give you. The Lord will open to you his good treasure the heavens to give the rain to your land in its season and to bless all the work of your hand you shall lend to many nations but you shall not borrow the lord will make you the head and not the tail you shall be above only and not be beneath if you heed the commandments of the lord your god which i command you today and are careful to observe them so you shall not turn aside from any of the words which i command you this day to the right or the left to go after other gods or serve them I want to read those last three verses in the message version. Verse 11 through 14 said, God will lavish you with good things. Children from your womb, offspring from your... And you tell me I'm not blessed? Look at the fruit of my womb right there. They love it when I call them that. <laughs> so, hey, this is the fruit of my womb right here. Like, oh, don't say that. No, not my womb. Not my womb. Fruit of your womb. The fruit of my loins. There you go. <laughs> Woo! Heather, start praying. Get Pastor Pam back. No, I'm just kidding. <sighs> Where are we at? I'm back to the... Oh, yeah. He will lavish you with good things, children from your womb, offspring from your animals, crops from your land, the land that God promised your ancestors that he would give you. God will throw open the doors of his sky vaults and pour rain on your land on schedule and bless the work you take in hand. You will lend to many nations, but you yourself won't have to take out a loan. God will make you the head, not the tail. You'll always be the top dog, never the bottom dog, as you obediently listen to and diligently keep the commandments of God, your God, that I am commanding you today. Don't swerve an inch to the right or the left from the words that I command you today by going off and following and worshiping other gods. Amen? Amen. 
And then King David in Psalm 103, verse 1 said, Bless the Lord, O my soul. All that is within me, bless his holy name. Bless the Lord. Hey, this is the same David that in 1 Samuel chapter 17 came out against the giant, the mightiest warrior of the day, right? He came out and he said, who is this uncircumcised Philistine? He has no promise. He has no covenant. Amen. That's the same David that uh, said he stands no chance against me because I'm coming to you not with a sword and a spear, but I'm coming against you in the name of the Lord of hosts. Amen. Amen. The God of the armies of Israel. Amen. And I've got a covenant. I've got a promise with him that he gave to me and you going down. Amen. Amen. Bless the Lord, O my soul. Forget not all his benefits. He forgives all of your sin. He heals all of your diseases. He re- this is the same David that killed Goliath. Amen. He said he redeems your life from destruction. He crowns you with loving kindness and tender mercies. He satisfies your mouth with good things so that your youth is renewed like the eagles. The book of Isaiah, God said, my, cu- my kindness shall not depart from you, nor shall my covenant of peace be removed, says the Lord, who has mercy on you. Isaiah fifty four thirteen. if you have children or grandchildren this morning, he said, all your children shall be taught by the Lord. Great shall be the peace of your children. Amen. I've shared this testimony before, but to my knowledge, our children have never had a bad dream. Ever, Amen. And we've prayed this scripture over them at night, put our hands on their forehead, on their chest, said, thank you, Lord. Great is the peace of our children. Now, Weston's 18. I sneak in his room, put my hand on his forehead. It freaks him out, but no, he won't let me. He won't let me do that anymore. But we won't, we won't let him sleep with mom and dad anymore either, so... That's just a joke. That's just, that's weird. I'm totally kidding. (laughs) In righteousness, you shall be established and you shall be far from oppression for you shall not fear and you shall be far from terror. The root word of terrorist. Everybody say far from terror. For it shall not come near you. Amen. Isaiah 54, 17. No weapon formed against you shall prosper. Every tongue which rises against you in judgment you shall condemn. This is the heritage or the inheritance of the servants of the Lord. And their righteousness is from me, says the Lord. Amen. We have got to take this cup. These Hey, we are living in a day and a time where we have got to know the covenant promises that we have as believers. Amen. We have to know what these covenant promises are because hell is breaking loose all around us. It seems to me all around the world. Amen. If there's ever a disagreement with with one of our customers and the bank. What does everybody always do? They say, well, let's go back to the documents. What to the, oh, I didn't read the documents. Well, it doesn't matter that you didn't read the documents. You signed the documents, right? So everybody always goes back to the documents. We have to go back to the document, amen? You say, well, I prayed for so-and-so and they didn't get healed. But what does the document say? Amen. It's not based on our personal experience or what has happened to us. It's not based on the experience of a person. It's based on what the document says. Amen. It's based on the covenant promise. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. 
Isaiah chapter 60, verse 11. Therefore your gates shall be opened continually. They shall not be shut day or night, so that men may bring to you the wealth of the Gentiles and their kings in uh, procession. All these blessings, Deuteronomy chapter 28, you'll be blessed coming in, blessed going out. Your family be blessed. Your home will be blessed. Your children be blessed. You'll be blessed on the job. You'll be blessed in everything that you put your hand to. Amen. What is this blessing? Proverbs chapter 10, verse 22. Proverbs 10, 22 says, the blessing, what does the blessing do in our life? The blessing of the Lord makes one rich. And God adds no sorrow with that blessing. The blessing of the Lord makes one rich so that we can spend all of those riches on ourselves and waste it and squander it and do stupid things. No, of course not, right? But that blessing is on our life so it bears witness of an awesome heavenly father, amen? That blessing is on our life so we can be in position to defeat the enemy. That blessing is on our life to uh, to draw attention to a loving, caring, benevolent father. That blessing is on our life so that as needs are presented and as the holy spirit leads we can do what god would have us to do amen the blessing everybody say the blessing blessing. of the lord Lord. has made me rich rich in family rich in relationships rich in health rich mentally if you're here and, and you've been diagnosed with any sort of mental disorder, keep taking your medicine until you and your doctor agree that you don't need to. But we have the mind of Christ this morning. Amen. He's made us rich mentally. Amen. Hallelujah. Proverbs 4.18. I love this scripture. We share this all the time in the student ministry. Proverbs 4.18. Hey, October's on the way. It's coming up. I love October. I don't know about you, but to me, it's, it's in Indiana, it's the prettiest time of year. And I think that the days, uh, uh, in terms of how it feels and what the sky looks like, it's so beautiful, right? Proverbs 4.18 says, The path of the just is like the shining sun. It shines ever brighter onto a perfect day. Amen. October's coming, and uh, the, it's cold or cool in the morning. The air is crisp. The sky is bright blue. The leaves are changing colors. To me, it's like a perfect day. It reminds me of this verse, and that's the path of our life, and uh, that's the path that God has called us to walk on. The path of the just is like the shining sun that shines ever brighter onto a perfect day. Second part of that scripture says, the way of the wicked is like darkness. They cannot figure out what's making them stumble. Could you put Hebrews 8, 6 up on the screen? Because all these blessings of the old covenant, it's it's amazing. And to me, it would have been enough if God would have, if, if he would have said, you know, we know he gave all these blessings to Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, and Jacob's name was changed to Israel. And then out of Israel came a great nation. And so all that old covenant blessing was given to the children of Israel. And then God said that you and I now Gentiles, so not born of the Jewish race, not, jo- not, not with Jewish blood, but you and I 
through the blood of Christ put into the Abrahamic bloodline. So the, that blessing that's on Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, Mike, he's next in line. It's coming right down. And, and so we've inherited that bloodline. Somebody, somebody said, well, you don't know about my family. It's wacky. Well, no, we have a new bloodline. We don't have to take all the bloodline of, of wacko and back up uh, in our family tree, right? Even if your family tree was straight. Jeff, I heard Jeff Foxworthy they say that joke. You might be a redneck if your family tree doesn't fork and it's straight. So that was bad. But regardless of what's in your family history, we have a new bloodline. Amen. And uh, it's and, and we are put through faith in Jesus. We're put in that bloodline. And, and so we receive the promises of the Old Testament covenant. All those old, those promises that are laid out in Deuteronomy and summarized in Deuteronomy 28, that all those things come upon our life through faith in Jesus Christ. And that would have been enough if he would have said, yes, by faith in Jesus, you get all the promises of the old covenant. But look at Hebrews 8, 6. It's amazing to me. It says, now Jesus has obtained, get ready to shout, okay? Jesus has obtained a more excellent ministry. In as much as Jesus is the mediator of a better covenant, which was established on better promises. Everybody say better, better, better promises, better promises than what? Better promises than the promises that David had when he took down the enemy that came against him. He said, you're an uncircumcised Philistine. You have no promises. You have no covenant with God. He has made covenant promises with me. Amen. Better than what? Better than Daniel thrown in the lion's den, delivered from death. Amen. Better than uh, covenant promise than Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego thrown in a fiery furnace, came out with not one hair uh, singed on their body. Amen. Uh, better covenant promises than Solomon, supernaturally given wisdom by God, able to build this amazing kingdom on earth that kings and queens from all over the world went and paid him millions of dollars just to hear him speak and hear how he did everything. Everything, a better covenant than even those things. Amen. We have it this morning. Better covenant than uh, than Moses got and delivered the uh, Israelites from 400 years of Egyptian slavery. Hebrews 8, 7 says, if that first covenant, Manny, had been faultless, then no place would have been sought for a second one. Manny's like, what? <laughs> Hebrews 8, 13. In that he says a new covenant, he has made the first one obsolete. Now, what is becoming obsolete is growing old and is ready to vanish away. Why? Because John 1.17 says the law came through Moses, but grace and truth came through Jesus Christ. Amen. Everybody say grace, grace. And, truth. and truth. Back to Deuteronomy 28 for just a, a second. We read the blessings of Deuteronomy 28 from verses 1 to 14. The second part of Deuteronomy is quite serious. It talks about the curses that come on disobedience. I'll just highlight a couple of these. But verse 15 says, it shall come to pass if you do not obey the voice of the Lord your God. All these curses are going to come on you and overtake you. 
Cursed shall you be in the city. Cursed shall you be in the country. Cursed shall be your basket and your kneading bowl. Cursed shall be the fruit of your body, the produce of your land, the increase of your cattle, the offspring of your flocks. Cursed shall you be when you come in, and cursed shall you be when you go out. You will get cursing, confusion, rebuke, and all that you set your hand to until you are destroyed and perish quickly. Plague will cling to you. Consumption, fever, inflammation, severe burning fever, the sword with scorching, mildew. These things shall pursue you until you perish. You will become troublesome to all the kingdoms of the earth. Your carcasses shall be food for all the birds of the air, the beasts of the earth. No one will be there to frighten them away. You'll be stricken with the boils of Egypt, with tumors, with scabs, and with itching, from which you cannot be healed. You'll be stricken with madness, with blindness, confusion of heart. You'll grope at noonday as a man gropes in darkness. You shall not prosper in your ways, and there will be no one there to save you. That's the second part of Deuteronomy chapter 28. Everybody say, thank God God. for Jesus Christ. When I was growing up, I grew up in a church that did not teach the Bible. Uh, Really good people, but I never remember being taught the Bible. But I do remember them saying, you need to get saved. And and so, but I never really equated, you know, it never really made sense to me, uh, be saved. And it sounded like just a religious word to me, that you need to get saved. But we are saved from something this morning. Amen. When we say, hey, you need to get saved, it's you need to get rescued, delivered, and saved from under the curse of the law that were set in motion in the old covenant and if we don't obey that law to the letter then all those curses come upon people and it completely destroys their life but thank god through jesus we are saved out from under the curse amen Galatians chapter 3, verse 13, all those horrible things we just read. Christ has redeemed us or saved us from what? From the curse of the law. He became a curse for us. For it is written, cursed is everyone who hangs on the tree. Why? In order that the blessing. Everybody say blessing. He has redeemed us from the curse of the law in order that the blessing of Abraham might come upon the Gentiles in Christ Jesus, that we might receive the promise of the Spirit through faith. Woo! Amen! Amen. You know, when we get to heaven, you probably have these thoughts like I do. I can't wait to spend some time with Joseph, you know? And uh, Joseph from the Old Covenant... Who God redeemed his life, you know, he was falsely accused of uh, and imprisoned for a crime he didn't commit, and uh, falsely accused of rape, falsely sentenced, spent many years in prison. God supernaturally delivered him, put him in, uh, made him the second highest person in the land. I can't wait to spend some time with Joseph. And uh, just hear about his life and, and what that was like, and how, how did he... Uh, how did he keep? How did he continue to have faith in the Lord through such an unbelievably difficult situation, right? To be slandered and falsely accused and falsely convicted when he was absolutely innocent. So, I can't wait to spend. Well, I can wait. I want to go to heaven. I don't want to go tonight. But um, <laughs> so I can wait. But I'm looking forward to it. Amen. <laughs> spending some time with him, and can you imagine spending time with Moses, right? Or spending time with David or spending time with Daniel and all these heroes of the old covenant that we read about. And, uh, you know, we think about the questions that we'll ask them and what they experienced and how they did it. And uh, 
But I think that David and Daniel and Moses and Abraham and Isaac and Jacob and Jeremiah and Isaiah and all of our heroes of the Old Covenant and Joseph, I think that they're going to ask you and they're going to ask me, what was it like to be filled with the Holy Spirit of God? Because the Holy Spirit of God wasn't poured out on the earth in the Old Covenant. Amen. The Holy Spirit was not poured out until Jesus ascended into heaven and he poured out the Holy Spirit. They're going to say, what was that like to be filled with the Holy Spirit of God? Amen. Christ has redeemed us from the curse of the law, having become a curse for us. For it is written, cursed is everyone who hangs on a tree in order that the blessing of Abraham might come upon the Gentiles in Christ Jesus. That we might receive the promise of the Spirit through faith and have this divine personal connection with the creator of the universe where somehow some way he takes up residency inside of our heart amen everybody say covenant Covenant. promises Promises. they're mine mine. amen second corinthians chapter 8 I'm going to have the worship team come up now. But Second uh, Corinthians chapter 8, verse 9 says, You know the grace, the unmerited favor of our Lord Jesus Christ, that though he was rich, yet for your sakes he became poor, that you through his poverty might become rich, rich in relationships, rich in health, rich in every area that we have need of in life. The Lord is good, amen. Everybody say covenant, promises are mine. If you have trouble sleeping this morning, I'm just going to name several things. And uh, at the end, I'll just, if, if you need prayer or agreement in any of these things uh, I'm just going to have you come down and we'll pray and agree with you this morning that the covenant promises of God will manifest in your life like never before amen and so that it becomes so much more than just something we read about or are encouraged about but we see the absolute supernatural manifestation of these covenant promises that are ours through Jesus Christ amen he has promised us peace I'm sorry sleep He's promised to sleep. If you're here this morning and you have trouble sleeping or haven't been able to sleep, this is a promise that you can grab a hold of. Psalm chapter 4, verse 8 says, I will both lie down in peace and I will sleep. For you alone, O Lord, make me dwell in safety. He's given us rest this morning, even as we're about his business and uh, we're doing what we do. He's, He's given us rest. Hebrews chapter 4, verse 9 says, There remains therefore a rest for the people of God. For he who has entered his rest has himself also ceased from his works as God did from his. If you're here this morning and you need rest, if you've just felt weary and burdened and you need cares lifted off of your life, then we're going to pray and agree with you this morning for rest. Peace. He's given us a promise of peace this morning. Ephesians chapter 2 verse 14 says Jesus Christ himself is our peace. He made the both one and has broken down the middle wall of separation. Philippians 4.8 says the peace of God which transcends all understanding. It will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. You know the world can give us a lot of things, but one thing the world cannot supply is peace. Amen. 
you would think that you know I think uh, we see these people in Hollywood um, Michael Jackson Robin Williams you know how could you be more successful than Michael Jackson how could you have more fame be more talented have more money right supposedly he had everything that a man could possibly want right people worship him literally scream his name right but he couldn't find peace couldn't find peace and that's not to uh that's not to throw him under the bus in any way just an observation that uh, and i think maybe it's because you know for the rest of us Everybody's chasing after all these things. The seemingly, uh, get more of that, get more of that. But for those who get all that, all of a sudden they discover it ain't all that. Amen? And they have everything supposedly a man could ever want. Houses and cars and money and fame. But they can't find peace. It's only found in the Lord Jesus. If you need deliverance this morning... Deliverance from negative, destructive habits. Deliverance from addictions. It's found in our covenant promise. Acts 10, 38 said, God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Ghost and with power. He went about doing good, healing all who were oppressed of the devil, for God was with him. 1 John 3, 8 says, For this purpose the Son of God was manifested, that he might destroy the works of the devil. The devil is a liar. And we are free in the Lord Jesus. Amen. No destructive habit, no addiction, no oppression can hold us back from being who God has called us to be this morning. Amen. Everybody say the devil. He's a liar. He's under my feet. He'll not hold me captive. In Jesus name. Thank you, Lord. Joy. God has given us joy this morning covenant promise john 15 11 says these things i've spoken to you that my joy may remain in you and that your joy may be full god has promised us self-control this morning life couldn't be life is horrible without self-control not able to control ourselves it's not a good not a good life galatians 5:22 fruits of the holy spirit love joy peace patience kindness goodness faithfulness gentleness self-control amen he's promised us self-control through which we can have discipline and discipline will free us like train tracks free a train amen healing he's promised us healing this morning James 5.14 says, Is anyone among you sick? Let him call for the elders of the church. Let them pray over him, anointing him with oil in the name of the Lord. And the prayer of faith will save the sick. The Lord will raise him up. There's forgiveness in our covenant promise this morning. If you need forgiveness in any area of your life, it comes through Jesus. 1 John 1.9, if we confess our sins, he is faithful. Everybody say, he's faithful. He's just to forgive us and of our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. And the last one this morning before I invite you to come down to the altar, if you need prayer in any of these areas of your life, let's all stand up this morning. The last one is fear. 2 Timothy 1.7, God has not given us a spirit of fear. He's given us power, love, and a sound mind. Amen. Let's all lift our hands this morning. 
Amen. Father, we worship you. We praise you, Lord Jesus. There's no one like you. Your name is above every other name. We honor you this morning. We glorify the awesome name of Jesus. If you're here this morning and you need ministry, if you need prayer in any area of your life, especially these areas we mentioned, would you come down to the altar without hesitation this morning? And we're going to pray and agree with you that God will touch your life and uh, minister to you. And we'll see the supernatural manifestation of the covenant promises of God. We thank you, Lord God, for your covenant promises this morning. We honor you this morning. We praise you. We glorify you. We worship you. We hope this message encouraged you. Victor Christian Center is passionate about sharing the love, acceptance, and forgiveness of Jesus. Learn more about us at victorylafayette.org. If you don't know Jesus or maybe you've gotten distracted and stopped following him, I'd like to pray for you right now. The most important decision you'll ever make involves accepting the love of Jesus and his gift of new life. I'd invite you to make this prayer your own and take this opportunity to begin to follow Jesus. God, I ask you to reveal yourself to me. I want to know you. I ask you to forgive the sin in my life that has kept me from enjoying a relationship with you. Give me a fresh start by changing my life and helping me to follow you from this point forward. I accept your love through Jesus and I commit to trust your plan for my life. It's in Jesus' name that I pray. Amen. If you've prayed this prayer for the first time, please get in touch with us and let us know. To learn more about Victory or to contact us, visit us online at victorylafayette.org.